Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar, the Marian Fathers here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy, and we're honored to have you back with us on Living Divine Mercy here on EWTN. Having a laugh by reading a horoscope or a fortune cookie is not a mortal sin. However, taking such a horoscope seriously or paying for some astrologer to tell you your future is a sin. To try to discover the future through tarot cards, palm reading, or Ouija boards, for example, or worse, trying to control the future through black magic, witchcraft, or sorcery violates the first commandment. So today we will talk about the first of these, which is trying to discover the future through new age practices. Let's start with the difference between astrology and astronomy. Astronomy is the study of the physical universe, like physics, which is good and a true science. Astrology, on the other hand, is a pseudoscience that claims that the location of stars and planets, like in horoscopes, can affect the personalities and futures of human beings. They rely on interpreting the position of the zodiac, or a belt of 12 constellations, in relation to the date of a person's birth. In antiquity, many thought the stars ruled our fate, but Christianity teaches this is not compatible with free will, and therefore is superstition. Some critics say that even if astrology is fake, it's harmless fun, and there's no reason to criticize it. But St. Augustine said that heresy and astrology both come from the serpent. So the church has a warning about this. In Catechism 2116, it says, Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. While astrologers claim they can give us secret knowledge by consulting the stars, mediums, rather, claim that they can give us secret knowledge by consulting the spirits of human beings who have died. Both are dangerous because neither are of God, unlike praying to saints for intercession because we know they are in heaven they're not demons, and we are not doing it to learn some secrets of the future. The sin of necromancy is not just speaking to the dead. This is condemned in the Bible, necromancy, because it is the attempt through occult practices to contact and communicate with a deceased person in a way that brings that person back from the dead by your own power, not God's power. 
That's not what Catholics do. Speaking to a saint or a deceased friend through prayer is not necromancy, because Christian prayer relies on Jesus as the intercessor between God and man to facilitate the conversation. Necromancy is summoning the dead or other practices to seek forbidden knowledge, as we are told in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. Um, a modern-day form of necromancy would include the Ouija board, because it summons spirits for illicit activity. It is a portal, and the only spirits that will be contacted are evil ones. In fact, the movie The Exorcist was based on a true story of a boy who was possessed after using the Ouija board in 1949. In fact, exorcists say that up to 90% of the worst cases they see involving demonic activity have been linked to Ouija boards. Some years, Ouija boards have even outsold Monopoly, especially in the 1960s, which might explain some things. Deuteronomy 18 says, Let no one be found among you who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. But what about yoga? Okay, the church does not address yoga specifically, mainly because it has many forms. If the breathing and body positions are simply done for exercise and health, then it may be okay. But spiritually, yoga is more than just exercise. It comes from the Hindu scriptures. The belief is the Hindu gods gave man yoga as a way to free himself from the material world and find divine Hindu enlightenment. So you cannot make yoga holy because it is a Hindu pagan practice. But isn't it only exercise, some may ask? Okay, exercise is only one of the eight branches of yoga and the least important. So if you want this, just call it exercise and not yoga and leave all the other stuff out of it. The real work of yoga is the meditation and the concentration, which is more dangerous. But if the exercises are not really linked to yoga, can we do things like stretches? Well, mostly yes, we can, but some say no because they say the exercise positions are actually involved in Hindu worship. Others say this is not true because modern yoga poses did not exist as part of yoga until recently, and these exercises were not designed to worship Hindu gods. But either way, you cannot do it as part of a yoga class that brings in true yoga spirituality because this is not part of Catholicism. Meditation and centering prayer to call upon energy from the universe are part of this, a dangerous part. And even breathing can be a problem if it is based on breathing in divine energy. <laughs> Thus, yoga focusing on your energy can open a portal to the demonic, and God does not work through these kind of pagan practices. 
Okay, can Catholics practice Reiki? The USCCB's answer is actually no, as stated in its Guidelines for Evaluating Reiki as an Alternative Therapy. Calling this form of alternative medicine superstition, the Church says Reiki is unscientific and inappropriate. These guidelines describe Reiki as a healing technique invented in Japan in the late 1800s by studying Buddhist texts. It teaches that illness is caused by some kind of disruption or imbalance in one's life energy. A Reiki practitioner is believed to be able to affect healing by placing their hands in certain positions on a patient's body to facilitate the flow of Reiki the universal life energy from the practitioner to the patient. Scientific and medical communities have not accepted it as an effective therapy. The church's guidelines say that there is a radical difference between Reiki therapy and healing by divine power. For Christians, the access to divine healing is by prayer to Christ, while the essence of Reiki is not a prayer, but a technique that is passed down from the Reiki master to the pupil. That's why the church states, since Reiki therapy is not compatible with either Christian teaching or scientific evidence, it would be inappropriate for Catholic institutions, such as Catholic healthcare facilities and retreat centers, or persons representing the church, such as Catholic chaplains, to promote it. So what about tarot cards? Tarot cards probably originated in Italy in the 14th century. The pack of cards are made up of 22 major enigmas that correspond to the letters of the Hebrew alphabet and the number of hieroglyphs the ancient Jews used in divination. Practitioners of tarot believe these enigmas represent all knowledge of all sciences, especially astrology, and the order in dealing the cards are capable of revealing the future and solving all problems. Well, we know God can choose to reveal the future to his prophets or saints. We, as non-approved individuals, must always have trust in his divine providence alone, not in some self-proclaimed psychic. That is why St. Paul exercised a fortune teller in Acts 16 and condemned sorcery in Galatians 5. To finish, these are only just a few of the many New Age trends we see today. And in a future show, we will discuss occult rituals, which are more serious and often come from these New Age practices. Now, let's hear the story of Lisa Fixler, who was tired of seeing all the demonic and occult images on things like skateboards and formed her own company called Motherboards. I had had a religious experience on the feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I was at my computer and I was looking at this blog and there was this picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus posted. In an instant, God infused into my brain what he wanted me to do with the rest of my life, which was to start this company full of Grace USA. 
and reintroduce this antique sacred heart to a new generation so that modern people could see this amazing sacred art and they would think about Jesus throughout the day. You know, anything that looks like it needs to be delivered by Father's Day, let's try to get all of that out today. And Lisa Fixler said yes to God's call 12 years ago and started Full of Grace USA. Reaching the community through stunning Catholic art has been her life's mission. It's a mission from God to get this art out. And the deal I have with Jesus is that I'd start this company, but he has to help drive the bus. It's truly about the evangelization. It's about saving souls and leading people to Christ. It's important for communities to have religious resources. Since we've opened this store, we have so many people who come in and they're just amazed at the beauty. We really focus on what's beautiful, what's colorful, what's traditional Catholic. You come in here and there's so many products that customers have never seen anywhere else. But soon after opening her business, Lisa discovered that part of her mission was to reach out beyond the walls of her store, to spread God's light where only darkness exists. Our world is so dark and there's still people that are searching for the light. I think that's what a lot of our products do. They bring prayer, they bring the light of Christ into what's really a, a dark world. One summer afternoon, Lisa heard a specific call to spread God's light. The call came through her preteen son, Alex, and his friend. So one day I was in the kitchen and my son Alex and his best friend Vinny from next door came into the kitchen and Vinny had his new skateboard. And then I just looked down on the floor and there was this huge long board with this just demonic skull. And here was my little baby boy thinking, oh, this is so cool. I want to get one of these long boards just like Vinny. And we actually went to the mall later that day and when I went in and saw the different designs, and they're blatant. There were boards just completely covered in naked women. There were boards completely covered in marijuana leaves. And I was like, what is appropriate for my eight-year-old son in this store? And the answer was nothing. Maybe we just need to start a company where we can incorporate some Catholic faith designs that are still kind of edgy and cool. In 2016, the extreme sports company Motherboards was born. The goal of her new venture was to serve by taking Jesus to the streets, the surf, and the snow. We've really been able to enter into some really dark places where you don't normally see anything to represent the faith. And it's done kind of underground. It's done through the beauty of the art. So you may be a kid in a skate park and you've never been to church. You have no idea what this image of the Sacred Heart is, but you might see it on a skate deck and be like, wow, that's so beautiful. What does that mean? So that might open up a kid to a conversation about the faith or about Jesus, something they've never, ever experienced. And it's all done completely through the beauty of the art. I truthfully don't think you could walk up to a skateboarder at Arvada and be like, do you believe in God? And they'd say yes. 
faith wasn't really what they were into, you know, more like living life, you only live once, you know, that type of stuff. I do remember her talking a lot about how she really wants to fix things and change it. I don't know, that was inspiring, I think, because it's, it's hard when you have such a known thing like skateboarding that you'd want to, you know, put a hand up and try to change things in it, which is what my mom is doing. I think that's really cool. There's definitely a niche of young Catholic kids craving some product that represents their faith that is cool because there's so many things out there that, that, that aren't. They really need something that they can be proud of. The new Sacred Heart Immaculate Heart, that, that one with the black background. Over the years, many different professional freelance artists from around the country have decided to join motherboards in the effort to shine a light in the darkness. Beauty makes people feel good. And if they can take a look at my artwork and feel that personal connection, it's really special. And I'm really lucky to be able to provide that, to give somebody a visual representation of something that they feel so connected to. Friar and professional skateboarder Gabriel Cortez believes in the mission as well. He represents motherboards by visiting Catholic schools around the country to encourage youth to continue to pursue their faith. Even though we've been washed in the regenerating waters of baptism, we still have the effects of original sin. You know, we all get impatient. We all get angry. Oh. So, um, should I get discouraged and stay down? No! What Get back up. Okay. Oh. Okay, that didn't work. Failure. Friar Gabriel has been so important to the Love Your Motherboard company. He's really the face of the company. Lisa's businesses are serving the community in an amazing way by providing people with all kinds of resources that are filled with hope. Especially when you're trying to reach these young kids that are in that type of uh, extreme sports environment. What's going to hook them is the art. If God is calling you to do something with the faith, to evangelize in some means, just do it. He'll take care of you. Let us now talk to the famous exorcist, Father Lampert, who sheds some light more about New Age and occult practices. So it's great to have you back with us, Father Lampert. And um, we wanted to ask if somebody has gone down the road of the occult, which unfortunately in our world today, many have from seances, tarot cards, um, psychics to Ouija boards. If they've gone down that road and gotten into trouble, is there a way out? Absolutely. You know, one of the unique things about Christianity, it's not about our search for God. It's about God's search for us. And anytime somebody walks down that dark road of the occult, God is always looking for that person. You know, you think of the story of, of Adam and Eve when they were, you know, kicked out of the Garden of Eden into the wilderness. When Jesus begins his public ministry, he's baptized and then he goes into the desert. And I would suggest he goes into the desert to look for lost humanity. But he first has to contend with the devil who caused the fall of humanity. 
So anyone who walks down the path of the occult can be found if they realize that God is looking for them. You know, we should never believe that our sins are greater than God's love and mercy. In fact, I believe that God's love and mercy is the greatest thing that we can know. Oftentimes when people get involved with the occult and the sin that goes with that, somehow they believe that it's not possible for them to be forgiven. Right. But again, God is always ready to forgive if we're willing to accept his forgiveness. Many people may not be familiar with uh, it's a gentleman named Blessed Bartolo Longo. He is in a, I think you're shaking your head. You know who he is. Absolutely. Former Satanist who became a priest. Absolutely. So again, it's that notion that no one is ever lost to God. So even if people have walked down that dark road of the occult, God is looking for them. And if they want to be found, anyone can be taken off of that pathway and put back on that pathway that leads to holiness and virtue. And I'm going to read you something that I think is stupid. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. <sighs> I've had a hard day, so I need to laugh myself. Okay. This is a litany. You know what a litany is, don't you? Well, it says, in the beginning was God, in the beginning, the source of all that is. In the beginning, God was yearning. Huh? For what? <laughs> if he's God, he wouldn't yearn for anything, would he? I mean, if he's God and he yearns, he's lacking something. Well, it's going to get better. <laughs> God moaning. Moaning. Laboring, God giving birth. Oh, it said it was good. This is a new concept of the book of Genesis. God yearned for relationship. Do these people know there is a Trinity? Huh? Do they know there is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and there is nothing, absolutely nothing lacking in God? And God said, you are my people, hmm. my friends, my lovers. Lovers? Ooh. My sisters and brothers in the power. You shall all eat of the power. What are we talking about? Doesn't that sound stupid to you? Then God gathered up her courage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God gathered up her courage and he said, Let there be bread. And God's sisters and her friends and her lovers knelt on the earth. Now, isn't that absolutely blasphemous? They planted the seeds. Oh, listen to this one. You got it. Are you braced? Huh? Are you all braced for this one? And they prayed for rain. To who? God prayed for rain. Can you beat that? 
and then we, the sisters of God, say today, all shall eat bread and all shall have power. A woman sent me this from uh, Washington, the state of Washington, Goldendale. And I, I had to share it with you because my friends, please, if, if you go to a retreat or to a talk and they start with this nonsense and stupidity, please walk out, will you? Walk out! Because this is total darkness. Do we see it? Do we see the darkness? I united my sufferings with the sufferings of Jesus and offered them for myself and for the conversion of souls who do not trust in the goodness of God. Suddenly, my cell was filled with black figures full of anger and hatred for me. One of them said, Be damned, you and he who is within you, for you are beginning to torment us even in hell. As soon as I said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, the figures vanished in a sudden whirr. Well, thank you everybody for joining us this week about the dangers of new age practices and be with us next week because it's the bible that warns us about this and that will be our topic is the bible a catholic book so until then may almighty god bless you the father and the son and of the holy spirit amen <laughs>